before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Man, oh man, oh Shevitz. We are in <laughs> we are in some deep waters, folks. This uh this stuff that's going on today, uh, we are being attacked from all angles. It's uh we need a bigger boat. Don't you feel like it's almost an impossibility? I mean, Sam Bankman Freed got arrested yesterday in the Bahamas. And guess what he was supposed to do today? He was supposed to go to the House Finance Committee and talk about what happened. And of course, this 30-something, 30-year-old was not who's not ready for prime time, obviously. This guy can't show up in a pair of shorts and not comb his hair. He's got to dress up in a suit, put a little tie on, clip on, and he's got to talk his way out of a paper bag. There is no explanation. It is downright utter fraud. So they arrest him, and they preempt him. And this is what's happening. As soon as I heard the news, Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested, I felt like, Epstein, uh, I felt like I woke up on that Saturday morning when Epstein was murdered in his cell. Because you just know it's all about the cover-up. And they're so blatant about it. And nobody's asking any questions. And the media just... I guarantee you most of the media, CNN, MSNBC, all these people are going to tell the story. Well, what did Sam Bankman-Fried do to get himself arrested? That's not even the question. That's not even remotely the question. Let's look into the Biden crime family and figure out why it is that the Democrats are up to their shenanigans again. Just before Republicans were going to get to ask the questions 
about the political motivations and how the systems worked. Catch him in one lie after another because this guy is not a seasoned liar like Hillary Clinton is. And get this, we find out even more. Democrat Tory Blunt take on, takes his take on Gensler, a politician pretending to be a regulator. Also, FTX new CEO will expose prior management failures at hearing. CFPB plans to publish names of non-bank repeat offenders. Well, that was 15 hours ago. Now we got Biden official hid info about meetings with George Soros, Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi from the public. This is the SEC cal- uh, calendars from time to time. An agency spokesperson tells the SEC updates the calendars. So Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler looks like a real liberal too. Scrub mentioned uh, of meetings with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who we know now, the State Department we know, was paying for fact checkers. They're doing it now. The State Department is paying for fact checkers. The FBI was actually lying to Twitter to get libtards like Yoel Roth to censor and cut off the uh, mouthpiece of the President of the United States. Despite the fact that the Ayatollah Khomeini said death to Israel, death to America, and we could slaughter a whole million, millions of French in the, in the, in if, if we'd play our cards right. And he gets his Twitter account salvaged. He doesn't get cut, doesn't get suspended, and it doesn't even get deleted. Doesn't get throttled, doesn't get shadow banned. But these liberals at Twitter go after the President of the United States for basically not inciting anything, which tells you everything you want to know about the January 6th thing because that's why President Trump got suspended, is he was inciting. And they were even internally saying, I don't really see incitement here, but we kind of kind of have to make it up. So they use the term incitement, and they're using fake news from FBI because we heard yesterday... John Ratcliffe told Maria Bartiroma that at the top brass, nobody was saying what Twitter says the FBI was saying. So that means that there are people like John Brennan and James Clapper and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and all these losers that were basically telling Twitter, this is the gospel truth. And uh, Jim Baker, counsel to the FBI. And why do you think Jim Baker got his cushy job? Because he was working at the FBI, feeding way back, feeding Twitter the information that they said, you know, if you ever need a job, come work for Twitter. And that he did. So he had his golden parachute already lined up. And, you know, that that kind of behavior also happens at the Pentagon with military-industrial complex. You got Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and all these different comp- companies that are basically 
on the map, not because of the business they're doing in the private sector, like say Elon Musk is doing, but they're, they're, they're getting these gravy contracts with no bid contracts. And, and they basically have a monopoly on the supply chain because of the board members that sit on their board. They get them the cushy contracts. They get the inside track. Because the guy that was a senior official at the Pentagon is now working at Raytheon, and he makes a call to his subordinate, who's working still at the Pentagon because he hasn't retired yet, and he says, hey, I want you to take care of me on this one. And when you retire, there's going to be something waiting for you. Like a kickback. And they get these big contracts. And it's like that everywhere you turn in government. Whether it's NGOs and and uh, the Department of Education. Just in Loudoun County in Virginia, there was the trans guy that basically said, we're not predatoring children. And then next thing you know, now, this week, the trans guy got himself arrested because he was attacking and going after and predatorily attacking children. So what he said he didn't do, he did, and he got arrested for it. And everybody was trying to warn them, but the parents that were trying to warn were called insensitive homophobes, transphobes, and they were de- deemed domestic terrorists by the, oh, there it is again, the FBI. Christopher Ray's operation. Talk about the biggest losers on the planet. The FBI is the worst organization, I think, ever since the Department of Education or when the since the IRS was attacking conservative groups with Lois Lerner. <laughs> or since the Department of Justice took the lighty blindfold off. Because that's what's behind the SBF arrest to prevent Sam Bankman-Fried from testifying before Congress. That's all it is. And they're going to wrap that thing up in two, in, in, uh, in an election cycle, I should say, in two years. They're going to wrap that thing up. Nobody's going to ever know the laundering that was going on out of Ukraine into the FTX uh, coffers that found its way into the pockets of politicians like like uh, McCarthy and McConnell creating slush funds for Murkowski and even Josh Shapiro, Democrats that they were supporting, and Katie Hobbs. And again, once again, all these tightly contested races in these battleground states were getting all the money, like Raphael Warnock, the wife beater, down in Georgia that beat out Herschel Walker with all the money. They're not even fundraising anymore, folks. Frankly, heck, they're not even campaigning because they don't care about your vote. They only care about the ballot that's being harvested. And they got that going on in droves too. Do you know in the last 24 hours, Steve Mnuchin, Mnuchin, um, got a video tape where they are now have caravans of the largest groups ever coming across the border because on December 21st, the 
the Title 42 ends, and we're going to see a records uh, record number of and and these people are getting away with it. Everybody knows it's an invasion. Everybody knows what's going on here. It's to get their votes, and they're getting the vote. They they're getting enough people to replace cities in America. And when we get to the bottom of this and we figure out that the damage is already going to be too great and it's already going to be done, that these people that are coming through the southern border that are going to get some sort of amnesty, their vote, each one, each and every one of their votes is going to be equal to your vote. You sit here and you listen to the radio every single day and you listen to television every day. You study this stuff. You read these articles. You know what's going on. And all of a sudden, somebody comes in and neutralizes your vote. You're neutralized. You're neutralized. You're neutralized. You're neutralized. I tap every one of your heads. You're all neutralized by a half a busload. You know? How many people are neutralized? One person, one vote. All these People are neutralized. Every single person that comes through, if it's 16,000 people, that's 16,000 voters neutralized. And they guarantee that that person's going to vote their way. You know why? Because they're giving that person an ID, and that ID is getting a ballot. That ballot is being picked up by a harvester who has 30 days to process that harvest. That ballot. Nowhere in this equation does the voter count. Does your opinion count? And that's why it doesn't even matter whether they lie to you or not. It's not even about numbers or votes. It's about BlackRock financing corporate media. It's not about whether you tuned out of CNN or not. CNN doesn't even have an audience. But somehow they're making a difference. Because they occupy space on a very select group of channels. But they're disseminating propaganda. And they're lying to the American people. And still, there are enough Democrats that are just so ill-informed that they believe what they see. That's why you actually do know people that would vote for Biden. I met a few over the weekend. And what I'm saying is, is that there are people that just aren't smart. They just aren't informed. They just don't care. Their heads are messed up. I don't quite understand it. But this woke thing and this liberal agenda is a sickness. It's an absolute sickness. Well, let's take a listen to some some sound bites that we have. Uh, this is the latest news from from Fox and Friends related to two different stories, and then we're going to get to the Twitter files, the Sam Bankman freed arrest, and the mainstream media is not covering it like Fox News is. They're certainly not covering it like we are. See, Fox News is hamstrung because of Carl Rove and Paul Ryan. They're still rhinos, and they're 
they don't have America's be- best interests at heart. They're still globalists. They're still gro- globalists. Paul Ryan is head of uh, TEA or something like that and uh, does speeches at all these globalist um, centers all the time. Paul Ryan is a big-time globalist, good friends with Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney's good friends with Kofor Black, an arms uh, arms dealer that would make Victor Boot uh, a lightweight. And that's who Mitt Romney's connected with. And then, of course, his sons are the fulfillers of a lot of his investments in Ukraine, in Afghanistan, and elsewhere. And that's why Mitt Romney doesn't want you to investigate Hunter Biden, because that would probably be big trouble for Mitt Romney, the biggest loser in the Senate. Because nobody likes a snake, Mitt. Nobody likes a snake, Matt, his son. Matt Romney, Mitt Romney, what a bunch of... And this was our 2012 candidate, the one we really had high hopes for, who lost, perhaps on purpose. Who knows? It was maybe maybe just a way to launder money. You know, we know so much more now today than we knew then. Thanks to who? Who do we thank for that? We thank Donald Trump for that, don't we? Because he at least opened our eyes and we're learning more and more. You know, December 15th is the day when the deadline approaches for the JFK files. Already we've learned that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is a, uh, was a CIA asset. The CIA is, is, is as bad as the FBI. And the CIA is directly connected and works on behalf of the State Department, which we know is financing domestic news cycles, which is really kind of odd because they're supposed to be a foreign diplomat uh, infrastructure. The CIA is supposed to not be domestic, but they're supposed to be international. But the CIA and the State Department work hand in glove with their corruption around the world, aid to all these different countries, kickbacks, palm greasing, you know, that's, and, and talk about the carbon footprint that they're, they're making. They fly everywhere, you know, privately they fly. These same hypocrites will tell you all about climate change, though. They'll regulate the world if they could. They'll hobnob with, uh, Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum, they'll have dinners with the CEOs of BlackRock and all these other people, red carpet, eating steaks, flying in on private jets. That's your State Department. That's your CIA. All over the world, killing people. And we now know that they are financing the fact checkers. And that's a fact, Jack. And the CIA is directly connected. That's how we got Benghazi. It was the CIA, their missionaries, and this mission where we overthrew Gaddafi and we used the mission in Benghazi to finance Al-Qaeda and ISIS so that we could actually control the oil in and out of Iraq going into Africa 
and in Europe. And that was that was supposed to be a real a real salt in the eye, a spit in the eye to Russia. Because it was impeding on their in, their business interests. Oil distribution. Oil pipelines. And that's why the Nord Stream 2 was had become a priority. Uh, because they were trying to compete with this black market oil that didn't belong to anybody. Really, it belonged to Iraq. But because we blew the crap out of Iraq for weapons of mass destruction we never found, way to go, State Department. Way to go, Pentagon. Uh, we have all this stuff that needed managed, and the politicians were all too happy to find a way to profit off, off of it. And that's exactly what they did. This is a very corrupt government that we are being controlled by. And it's bigger than I had ever dreamed. Back in 2004, I remember writing a piece about Iraq. And I was like, man, when I look back at that, how naive I was and and how innocent I was. And uh, now I know it's 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 bigger than that. I always smelled a rat, but I could never fee- touch it, see it, feel it. You know, I always smelled the elitism and the liberal liberal elitism and the hypocr- hypocrisy that came from that. Whether it was at Penn University, which is one of the worst universities we're learning, with regard to um, the connections with Biden, the connections with China the connections with pedophiles uh, like Yul Roth, uh, the connections with a whole bunch of things. You know, it's, it's, it's where um, Jonathan Gruber talked about the stupidity of the American voter. You know, and I know, and I have friends at Penn, and I'm telling you, it is just Im- unbelievably liberal. And of course, Amy Gutman, the former president over there, um, is now the ambassador to Germany because she helped Biden get elected with a bunch of Chinese money going into the Biden Center. Biden got away with lies saying he taught at Penn. He never did. Penn is a very corrupt institution. Right down the road in Philadelphia, it's a shame. You know what they've become. Started by William Penn. You know, once upon a time, there was a day when these things, these institutions stood for something. They no longer do. And I always knew the hypocrisy, and I always knew I didn't like it. But now I know why. And I don't know, man. It's it's tough to swallow. It's a tough, it's tough to, it's tough to see it. The realities that are in play right now. And the problem is so big. How do we let it get this far? We have to ask better questions of our conservative leaders who say they're going to do something, but then never really get it done. These people that are corrupt can't even debate with you because they'll lose every debate. They can't stand on what what it is. They can't call you a racist for everything. They're even saying climate is racist. Uh, I think Tucker Carlson did a little montage about, um, you know, the uh, gay mayor um, from South Bend, uh, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Um, 
where he's calling roads racist. <laughs> you know, I'm he's the head of transportation. You know, it's absolutely absurd. The Democrats have lost their marbles. In any case, let's take a listen. So we're going to listen to we got four major stories really today. Um, we got Sam Bankman freed. Of course, we have the Twitter files. And we also have um, uh, uh, the open borders. And then we have that um, story uh, about uh, Gary Gensler. I mean, I, these are all big stories. These are all really big stories. We just start with one of them and keep on pounding away. And finally, we'll get there. All right, let's take a listen. Oh, I got to get my audio straight, though. That's that's one thing I have to do. All right, so um, here we go. News out of the Bahamas. That guy who ran FTX, the crypto company, the founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been arrested overnight in the Bahamas. The former head of the collapsed cryptocurrency platforms expected to appear in court in the Caribbean nation on a day when he was supposed to testify over Zoom before Congress. Todd Pyro, just referenced, joins us now live. Tales, Todd. Good morning to all three of you, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, filing charges against Samuel Bankman-Fried yesterday, leading to his arrest in the Bahamas. The New York Times reporting that the charges include wire fraud, securities fraud, and money laundering. We're told the U.S. will move to unseal that indictment this morning. The arrest coming just hours before the FTX founder was due to testify remotely before the House Financial Services Committee this morning. Congressman Lee Zeldin telling Fox News, quote, House Republicans were ready to grill him six ways to Sunday. Now breaking tonight, meaning last night, SBF was just arrested. Why not allow him to first testify tomorrow and answer our many questions under oath? Current FTX CEO John Ray will appear at today's hearing. He plans to tell the committee that the firm had, quote, unacceptable management practices and the collapse is the result of a concentration and control in the hands of a very small group of grossly inexperienced and unsophisticated individuals. In his last interview before his arrest, Bankman Freed called for transparency around the investigation into his firm's collapse. Listen. Having, uh, you know, as many panels of transparency as you can on as many windows of the business as you can, both because customers deserve that. I think that would have helped um, keep me more in touch with what was going on as well. The Justice Department is expected to request the extradition of the disgraced crypto boss from the Bahamas, and the government there says it will promptly process that extradition request. Is there anyone more corrupt than Merrick Garland? Uh, I mean, really? Really? I mean, hey, I want to thank a friend of mine, Pat, uh, who um, wrote in and said the University of Penn was founded by Ben Franklin, not William Penn. There. And he is correct, because I lived in Philadelphia, and I knew that. I don't know why I was thinking William Penn uh, instead of Ben Franklin. But, uh, I, in fact, I lived in Old City, where my back rear window overlooked Benjamin Franklin's courtyard. I knew just about everything about Benjamin Franklin. But, hey, I uh, I made a mistake, and there it is. All right, so... um. That that news right there is is really something. So when they said, you know, it was left in the hands of a bunch of people that didn't know anything. I mean, Sam Bankman-Fried's girlfriend, I forget her name, but man, you know, what a what a weirdo. And managing all this money, 
didn't do any due diligence or they didn't have to. It's sort of like why can't bother campaigning when the we already have a ballot harvesting group that's harvesting the ballots. We're going to win no matter what. We got the system. So we don't really have to campaign. We don't have to speak and let people know how stupid we are. So we're just going to sit back in our man cave and take our blood transfusions and try to weather, you know, get up to speed with energy. Because we, everybody knows we can't fill six circles in a COVID field uh, while we're running for uh, president. But, of course, Donald Trump, God bless him, can knock himself out, you know, filling up 50,000 people arenas and appealing to the American voter. You know, and people are now wondering why it is that there's a coup going on in Brazil, right? I'm telling you, man, we're in the precipice of a revolution. And if these monsters that are rigging these elections and funneling fun, funds out of the FTX by saying, hey, donate to Ukraine, donate to Ukraine. And, you know, they should have just said donate to the globalist agenda, Global, do, donate to lockdowns and um, control of your money. Lockdown, donate to uh, the fake COVID nonsense and the climate hoax and donate to endless wars and the military industrial complex. Donate to uh, having trans storytelling for your kids. Donate to um, open borders. Donate to uh, attacking the police and defunding the police so that people could rob your store so that it has to dis- either disappear or you'll be the next victim. Uh, donate to us removing your ability to defend yourself with your Second Amendment while everybody, every criminal still has their gun. Donate to all that. Nobody's voting for that. Nobody's voting for any of that. That represents 10, 15% of the most radical left wing in America. That's it. 85% are voting for Donald Trump and people like Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis, 85% of America is built that way. This should be a landslide almost akin to um, Reagan's second term or Nixon when he beat McGovern. I mean, this shouldn't even be close. And somehow it's because we are being fooled that these elections are being rigged. And it's amazing the power elite, how they've come together. And if there's one thing I can tell you, there's been a conspiracy since the 1960 with regard to with regard to Lee Harvey Oswald, and we have not been able to figure this one out. And it's sitting there right on a piece of paper, and they've concealed it all this time. And we now know that he's a member of the CIA. He was a CIA asset in Mexico and in Cuba. And now when we take a look at these Twitter files, we know that this is a conspiracy. We look at Jeffrey Epstein's murder in a jail cell. We know that that's a conspiracy. And now we know. We know that the Las Vegas shooting and the Pulse nightclub were meddled with by the FBI. We know that Russia hoax was a hoax. We know that there was collusion between... um, the Brookings Institution and Perkins Coie and CrowdStrike and the Democrat Party. And we also know that it's always the Democrats that are doing this stuff.
We know that Benghazi was a cover-up. We can go on and on with this nonsense. We know it. I could go all day, all night with this corruption. It's absolutely absurd and obscene in saying that we have a Republican establishment that won't do anything about it. We elect these people to put them into power to do something, and they won't do it because they're part of it. And we have to do something. And if that calls for a revolution and people in the streets, there's 85% of 330 million is a big number. Whatever that is, it's going to be big. And it will get there one day. I don't know what that threshold is, but it's, going, it's getting to a tipping point in America. Let's take a listen to the analysis on Fox and Friends about the Twitter files. It's again, we pretty much covered it, but it's still the latest batch of to. Twitter files shedding light on the ban on President Trump's Twitter account. As we learned, there was a group of dissenters warning about the dangers of censorship. That's right. And these revelations come as Elon Musk has disbanded Twitter's Trust and Safety Council just moments before they were going to have a meeting. Kevin Cork joins us live from Washington with more. Kevin. Great to be with you guys, Steve, Ainsley, and Will. Say goodbye to Twitter's Trust and Safety Council. Uh, Elon Musk making that call after the fifth Twitter files release detailed a fierce battle inside the company over whether or not to ban former President Trump from the platform. Interestingly, the files also revealed that there was a small group of dissenters inside the company warning of how censorship can destroy. Here's a bit more on that from Barry Weiss on Twitter. Quote, there were dissenters inside Twitter. Maybe because I'm from China, said one employee on January 7th, I deeply understand how censorship can destroy the public conversation. Indeed. After January 6th, she goes on, Twitter employees organized to demand their employer ban Trump. There's a lot of employee advocacy happening, said one Twitter employee. Later, she adds this. But the Twitter staff assigned to evaluate tweets quickly concluded that Trump had not violated Twitter's policies. I think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement, wrote one staffer. Another staffer agreed. Don't see the incitement angle here. Later, Weiss tweeted this, uh, but Twitter executives did ban Trump, even though key staffers said that Trump had not incited violence, not even in a coded way. By the next day, employees expressed eagerness to tackle medical and misinformation as soon as possible. little change in topic right there. Under, this is from Elon Musk now. Under pressure from hundreds of activist employees, Twitter deplatforms Trump, a sitting U.S. president, even though they themselves acknowledge that he didn't violate the rules. Another one of the many reasons perhaps he decided to buy the platform himself. Meanwhile, vaccine researcher Dr. Robert Malone has also been reinstated on Twitter following a ban for so-called COVID misinformation. One of several voices who ran afoul of the platform censors during the pandemic And in case you're wondering, yes, more files to come and very likely more reinstatements. 
as well, guys. All right, so there you have it. And, um, you know, uh, what's interesting about that, too, is this. There's a new story out, an uh, article out, uh, by why, uh, why Strange Clots Form After MRNA Jabs, Treatments to Consider. And basically, they said this. They said that um, on, on, on that front, uh, they basically said, long fibrous clots from after form after mrna jabs but not COVID infections that's a big deal that finding is a big deal uh because they were trying to say well it could also be COVID that's causing that no it's not that's the problem biden terminated trump's immigration policies one after the other after the other at the border interior and ports of entry and now the whole world is free Freely trespassing across our borders. This is deliberate. This is premeditated. This was intentional. And it's criminal. Um, Twitter, the FBI, big tech, corporate media, globalists, Soros, mail-in ballot harvesters, FTX, and Sam Bankman freed, delivered Democrats the most corrupt elections in America history over the past decade. When will Republicans do anything to fight back? When? Bombshell. Biden's SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, deleted key details of meetings with George Soros, Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi from the public version of his calendar. Did they discuss FTX and SBF? Did they? I wonder if that's the case. All right, the right's big li- the New York Times writes this, the right's big lie about a sexual assault in Virginia. And then, of course, the same person, Loudon superintendent spokesman, criminally indicted following a rape cover-up. It was a cover-up, folks. It was a cover-up. And um, Charles Payne writes, uh, breaking news, SPF arrest in the Bahamas the day before appearing before Congress. Reports say the U.S is likely to request extradition. Timing is so odd. Let, let's let get him on U.S. soil and stop playing games. Let me guess. FBF won't be able to testify while under investigation and in trial litigation. Our governments are totally corrupt, is what I said to that. And then I said this. SBF was a major Dem donor, so no investigation. That's what Elon Musk said, right? I said Elon was correct back on that. He wrote that, by the way, 11-13-22. SBF cannot testify on grounds that will incriminate his legal case in New York. Since he is currently being investigated with a trial looming, he cannot testify before Congress. The case will be wrapped up in courts until the next rigged election. Case closed. We are living in a banana republic, folks. It's a banana republic. And just look at this. We got open borders. Shocking footage of border caravans shows thousands illegally crossing via Mexican police escort. Invasion? Of course resources. It is. So how did this caravan get there? 
it was bust in. Take a look at this video our team shot yesterday in Ciudad Juarez, watching as 20 of these migrant buses received a Mexican police escort and were bussed into Ciudad Juarez, and they were all dropped off at local shelters and NGOs. Well, the migrants didn't stay at those shelters. They immediately walked down to the border, walked to the river, and they crossed illegally in mass. And Eagle, uh, El Paso isn't the only spot getting hammered right now. Eagle Passes as well. Take a look at this video our team shot in Eagle Pass uh, just about an hour ago. Pre-dawn hours in Eagle Pass, another single massive group of up to 500 migrants that crossed illegally. As you can see, almost all of them are single adults. And in just the last couple days there in Eagle Pass, they've had groups of 704 and 650. Absolutely enormous groups there. And it's having an impact on Border Patrol infrastructure. Take a look at this last piece of video. Our drone team in Eagle Pass over the weekend over the Border Patrol tent facility there where they process these migrants. It's got a capacity of a thousand people. Well, as you can see, the overflow already started over the weekend with lines of migrants waiting outside to get inside. Border Patrol vans full of migrants unable to unload because there wasn't space inside. So Border Patrol getting overwhelmed right now in at least two uh, sectors here in Texas. And back out here live, keep in mind, Title 42 set to drop nine days from now. You just saw the situation at the border right now with Title 42 in place. All of our Border Patrol sources are telling us when Title 42 drops, it is going to get significantly worse. We'll send it back to you. It's just crazy. And, and Bill, a real quick question for you, if, a quick answer if possible. Who put the people on the buses? Because clearly there was coordination between the buses and the NGOs and the Mexican authorities. We don't know. What we know is this caravan of buses came in from elsewhere. Once it got to the Mexican state of Chihuahua, where Juarez is, it was initially stopped by Mexican authorities there. At some point yesterday, they decided to let that caravan go through. As you can see in the video, they received a police escort. They were all dropped off at yep. NGOs by the border. And then they, they, of course, didn't stay at the NGOs. They just walked across the river, which you can see in that uh, video last night. Again, biggest group we have ever seen in our more than a year and a half covering the border now, well over 1,000 people. And they're all going to be released, most of them, into the United States. It's crazy. Uh, it's an invasion. It's absolutely absurd that this is happening in our country. Uh, I want to get back to the Twitter files, and then we had something really special to share with you. It's kind of interesting. Um, it involves Maria Butina and Victor Belt. Uh, it'll kind of be, it'll, it, it's going to be interesting, trust me, folks. But um, uh, bra- uh, this is breaking. New- newly released Twitter files, internal Slack dump proves former head of trust and safety Yoel Roth met weekly with the FBI, the DHS, and office of the Director of National Intelligence leading up to the 2020 election. You talk about the clowns over at FTX, right? As Sam Bankman-Fried and his girlfriend. You talk about these clowns here, the ones that were running Twitter and censoring the President of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, and overseeing uh, medical disinformation. I mean, think about that. This is like some some trans dude, you know, from Penn, uh, basically this homosexual guy that was just a li- as liberal as they get, that hated Trump, you know, these soy boys, and literally they're running the world. 
And they're probably having toasts in San Francisco saying, we're as powerful as any government. And they did more damage to the American government. There's got to be a crime here. If Dinesh D'Souza can get, go to jail for $20,000 where he asks other people to donate $20,000 to a Wendy Long, a candidate that had no chance against Kristen Gillibrand in New York, you know, a conservative, then this has got to be like major prison sentences here. This, this disturbed not just one election cycle, but I would, I would argue four election cycles since 2018, 20, and 22. I would say even 16 because, you know, they, they buried the Russian hoax. They buried the Hunter Matt laptop story. Uh, they uh, pushed January 6th. They pushed um, the impeachment hoax. You know, these are all part of our recent history. And it's huge. It's downright huge. So I want to play this clip, though. This is going to be amazing here. All right, so this is a uh, the Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, Merchant of Death, first interview with Maria Butina, of all people. After She was connected with the Seth Rich murder, which they claim there's new information coming out about that. That'll be interesting. But the, the media buried that story. Seth Rich. The DNC murdered Seth Rich. <laughs> we forget about that story. But Maria Butina was directly involved in that case at American University in Washington, D.C. Fascinating. The Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, Merchant of Death, first interview with Maria Butina after being swapped for Griner, that dude that plays for the WNBA, demonstrates values superior to American corrupt left-wing criminals and World Economic Forum globalists, liberal tyrannical liars. So, you know, he is bad. He has procured weapons. It's kind of interesting that we're giving billions of money to launder in Ukraine while at the same time calling it fight the good fight uh, and to defend democracy, which there's nothing democratic about the totalitarian state of Ukraine and Zelensky, who's worth a billion dollars now. Um, But uh, they've killed so many people, more than Victor Boot probably. But here we go. Victor Bout's the bad guy. He uh, is also going to be very, very instrumental and helpful now that Russia's depleted their weapons stash, uh, they're going to need a guy like Victor Boot. So, of course, Joe Biden's all too happy to oblige. After all, his son did get paid $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow. So, you know, he just keeps, the hits just keep on coming, right? And we're supposed to believe that this is the worst guy ever on the planet, Victor Boat. And somehow we released him. And Kirby's response to that was, well, he was going to be released in 2029 anyway. And you know what my response to that was? Yeah, so was, so was uh, Brittany Griner. She, he was going to be released um, at that time too. So, you know, one, one, he's just, 
Anybody can make that claim, right? He was going to be released in 2029 anyway. Yeah, so was Brittany Griner. Jeez, what a moron, you know? I mean, unbelievable that he didn't even see that that was the counter response to that. Of course, that wasn't a counter response to the media he was talking to, but it would have been my response if I was interviewing him. Let's take a listen to Victor Boots, see how evil this guy is. Yo, listen to this. Do you hate America? No. You know, in fact, I'm knowing many inmates. I figure out we're sharing way more common. Maybe America is very much similar. Look, it's the same size. They have a, it's the same kind of this. And when you talk to them, there is nothing there even to beef about. We are naturally, you know, born not to be enemies. And whenever there's conflict, it's elites. You know, every, you know, American I met in a prison who is from rural area was very easy to deal with. He has no problem with Russia, and he was curious about Russia, despite all propaganda. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing, literally, their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America, who used to be a model for the entire world, and lead, and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves. You can understand, and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. What would you consider as the most important event of the years that you have spent in prison? Uh, which events? Uh, international? Well, it doesn't matter. Maybe international. 2014. Oh, okay. Why? Well, it's, I guess, uh, would be in history as a turning point. It's a turning point of Russia. Finally, stand up on its knees. Proud, strong. 14 years ago, when you were, if you would have known that it's going to happen with you, I mean, you're going to spend 14 years away from your family, from your motherland, would you have, uh, would you do something differently in your life? It's difficult to live on the callings of your heart. But if you listen in your heart, no, you know, yes, you're gonna, sometimes you get into trouble, but you never betrayed yourself. You know, and this inner peace give you enough strength to go through everything. Why? Because you don't have a conflict inside of you. Doesn't matter what. You have peace and tranquility because you trust in your heart. You trust in callings of your blood. You trust in and you're never fighting who you are. Okay, man. All right. So um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and continue to play this um, uh, audio here because I got this from a YouTube channel. And this is Victor Bout after he's been released, after the swap with Griner. And uh, he basically said, you know, the rural America is being decimated. Christian values in America are being decimated. And, um, you know, he had his job to do. Uh, it's not like we're any better. It's not like Klaus Schwab is not killing people. It's not like uh, Anthony Fauci is not killing people. But listen to this. Now, this is a black 
guy with a YouTube channel that played that clip. I thought it was profoundly interesting. Um, let's take a listen to what his analysis is, because I thought it was pretty good too. And you're never fighting who you are. Okay, man, let me know what you think about this video in the comment section. The reason why I posted this clip is because of what this man said regarding the United States of America. And he wasn't lying. Bro, you can say whatever you want. This country is getting destroyed from the inside with drugs. I mean, fentanyl is killing hundreds of thousands of people and the media just doesn't care. Crime. Have you looked at California, Chicago, and the media is just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. this country is getting destroyed from the inside, bro. And yes, we are losing our Christian values. I mean, the majority of the founding fathers were Christian. Yeah, they were Christian. You can go and look it up. All right. And uh, I posted a video the other day and some people are worshiping the devil on the outside. There's an after school worshiping the devil in middle school and high school and it's just a mess, bro. And yeah, we are losing our families. I mean, the moment you tell your family that you might be voting for Donald Trump, they're looking at you like you coming from another planet. Right? In general, yes, we are losing this country. It's not the same. And uh, if you watch my video, you know who I blame. I blame politicians in general and more specifically a Democrat. All right. I mean, those politicians in the United States of America politicians are millionaires bro nancy pelosi worth a hundred million dollars and more with a 225k salary really okay let me know what you think about this video everything else he said i mean bro you are a spy okay so you are a spy so everything else he said there i was just like yeah i don't believe you but that part about the united states of america which is the part that i posted I am pretty sure the rest of the world feel the same way, looking at the US and be like, what are y'all doing? I still can't believe we put this man out there in the world for a basketball player. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, I liked what the guy had to say. And, uh, you know, and talk, when it comes to murderous thugs, uh, we're not any better, you know. Hillary Clinton's certainly not any better, you know. So, in any case, um, well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Um, you know, one other thing I wanted to say, I wanted to read this headline really quick. Um, it says, for years, fact checkers have been targeting conservative media. This week, we learned the State Department was funding them. Yeah, no, we covered that. So we did. We covered most of the notes I had for today. That's good. I feel like it was all the news that was fit to print, and we're so happy that uh, you were able to join us. Um, all right. Be sure to check out org. They are the nonprofit arm that's supporting the Scott Adams Show and helping us disseminate America First policies to make America great again. I mean, this isn't free. Uh, so, I mean, this is basically something that costs a lot of time. In any case, help us out if you can. Go to magapack.org, make a donation. Use Red State over at mypillow.com, and you'll be glad you did. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.